Hello, this is the Geek Center Podcast, Episode 3. Today on the Geek Center Podcast, I will have the Nice Guy cast on. Keith, how are you doing? Doing good, Cole. Thanks for having me, man. You're no still problem. calling me the Nice Guy cast. Uh, people have oh. started making that mistake. Oh, yeah, my it's bad. Good, no, no, it's all good. How are you doing, man? Thank you for having me on. Congratulations on the podcast. Uh, thank you for coming. It's been it's an honor. I've followed your account for so long. That's why hey, I'm still calling you. Yeah, that's why I'm still calling you the nice guy cast. That's how I have you in my head. It's really cool for me, like seeing uh, people on Instagram sort of branch out into other areas of content. I think that's I think that's a really important thing because you know memes and all that, as, as great as they are, they can only take you so far. Yeah, especially because well, one thing that I'm looking into for my future is interviewing journalism, that type of thing. Oh, nice. You're in high school or you're in college? Uh, I'm a junior in high school this year. Almost done. Nice. Uh, so you're definitely going to lean towards journalism and communications? Um, somewhere in there. I, want, I know I want to do media study type things, uh, make yeah. short films, stuff like that. Nice. Nice. They always say like the best way to actually do stuff, and I can tell you from my own experience, is not really even just on the educational path. It's just doing it, and, and you are, so that's really cool. Yeah, I've been told that by so many people, and finally I looked around, and I was like, what am I doing sitting here? And Decided to make my own podcast and got it done. Because I've been thinking for the longest time, uh, especially like in 2018, I'm not exactly sure how effective a resume is. Like I've been thinking that like if God willing things go well for me and like I'm in a position where I can hire people, I'm really not going to ever ask anyone for a resume. I'm just going to be like, what have you done practically on a day to day for whatever I need you to like whatever I'm hiring you for, whatever you actually done in that area. Because you can put whatever on a piece of paper, you know. A lot of people spend crazy amount of money on education, and it's just a piece of paper at the end of the day. And they're not really qualified for whatever they're doing. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. You see so many people getting out of college, and then they can't find a job because they're looking for experience. You went to yeah. college for four years, did nothing. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great analogy. Yeah, so for my viewers to get to know you a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, you make superhero content-based content on Instagram. Yep. And you're, that's what you're known for. So what really made you love superheroes? Uh, ever since I was little, there's just something about the idea of a superhero that's always just been really dope to me. Uh, ever since being you know a little child, watching uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, the Michael Keaton Batman movies, the animated series, all that, man. It was just like I was so into it. I'd tie a towel around my neck and just jump off the bed pretending I'm Superman. It's just always, I think, the sort of the energy that comes with the superhero genre of aspiring to be a great individual and being this hopeful person and using your abilities for the betterment of the world. I've always just been drawn to that. Yeah, that's about the same with me, actually. Ever since I was little, I grew up watching the Justice League cartoon with my grandma Mm -hmm. whenever she watched Mm -hmm. me. And ever since then, it just jumped me off to a starting point that I'm never going to get off of. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like gives you something to strive towards, you know, they're like superheroes. A lot of people are, I mean, superheroes are cool to a lot of people for different reasons. For some, it's just uh, purely about the action and, and all that. Uh, for others, you know, it's about the, some of the deeper stories and the deeper messages of life that they're able to relay. So that's always been something that's attracted me as well. Yeah, that's something that I've really gotten into lately with um, comic books is I've been finding comic books that aren't DC or Marvel that have been just striving towards a better goal with yeah. a lot of Mark Millar comics with his Mar World um, Kingsman comics or his Reborn series stuff like that I've really started loving to the 
greater power that comic books and superheroes really bring to life. Oh, definitely. And so, speaking of superheroes... And I think there's, like, a crazy stigma with superheroes in in general is is of, like... At least me, because, you know, I'm a little bit older, so when people see me posting a lot about superhero stuff, even though I would classify myself as more of a overall pop culture account, but when I post a lot about superheroes, like, people look at me like, aren't you a little too old to be talking about superheroes? And it's like, I don't see that at all. I don't look at it that way at all. It's just, you know, whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're really into, that's what you should kind of be talking about. Yeah, especially because a lot of people grow up loving football or some sport or theater or something. And nobody really asks you, well, aren't you a little bit too old to love football? Nobody ever meant, exactly. Like you see people in their 50s get crazy passionate and upset when their favorite team from their city loses. And you're right. Nobody ever brings that up. Yeah, and I've, I've seen that lately. It's just, especially because I've grown up in a small town where everyone loves their football and stuff, and you don't really see so many people questioning that, while people always go around questioning other people's passions when they don't really think about the greater picture of everyone has their own passions. Definitely. Especially when you consider the, the amount of money people spend on sports gambling. That's oh, like yeah. a multi-billion dollar industry, I believe. Uh at least we're not betting on like what superhero movie is going to gross this amount of money or what's going to get reviewed really, really well. At least we're not paying money on it whenever we do. At least not yet. Oh, yeah. Eventually, maybe. <laughs> that's, um, not, that's not a bad business idea. You've, I think of you as a funny guy. You make the best memes on Instagram, I think. Thank you, man. So I appreciate it. What made you want to start bringing your funniness into Instagram and making the memes for everyone to love? When I started the nice cast, you know, it was a big question of like, it was a risk for me. It still is a huge risk in my life to kind of go on this path and, and seeing if I can make a, a, a full on career from this. So it was like, OK, how do I gain exposure for, for my podcast? Um, and, you know, kind of just observing sort of the, the Internet trend of like social media and i started noticing and i mean it's not like a groundbreaking thing i noticed it's pretty obvious it's like when things happen uh movie trailers or sporting events or award shows people take to social media to talk about them you know that's just for a lot of us now it's become a habit like infinity war comes out next week and i know i'm gonna be spending so much of my time browsing instagram browsing vero browsing all these other social media platforms to see what people are you know saying about infinity war uh, so that's sort of, you know, picking up on the trend of, you know, memes sort of uh, permeating, I guess, all aspects of culture now when anything happens, even if it's the most serious event. Uh, there's a great meme about like the asteroid hitting Earth and the the Earth is uh, the crying Jordan face. So when you see stuff like <laughs> when you see stuff like that, it's like, man, you got to be into memes at this point, no matter what. And, you know, that's sort of how it all started. Yeah, it's culture and marketing with Gen Xers and millennials. Everyone has drawn been drawn to memes you see it on politics you see it in superhero sports everybody loves making memes about the things that they love so it really makes sense yeah and like cnn for example when trump says something or does something crazy cnn will make an article and feature memes in the article and they'll really say the best memes uh from this particular situation or whatever and it's you know that's really cool to see because you're in it and you're like really in that culture uh of it but you know Memes are also this crazy thing where I feel like all of us spend so much time on them and they're still 
new in the sense that there's really no rules about them. Like for example, reposting, like there's no etiquette when it comes to memes. Um, and you know, ever since I kind of started, I was like, you know, if I ever get in a position where I have a lot of influence, that's something I want to address where, you know, accounts spend so much time, uh, putting out content for free just to entertain, just because they're passionate about it, whatever the reason is. And we need to start, I guess, sort of appreciating accounts that do that. Cause you know, when you're standing in line at Chipotle or you're on a break at work or you're stuck in traffic and you're browsing your Instagram, going through memes, there's actually people who are making that, you know? And I, I feel like those individuals who create that content uh, haven't necessarily gotten the recognition they deserve. It's definitely an underappreciated content area. Yes, Because I definitely. know whenever I see a picture or something or I watch a TV show and I'm like, you know what? That face would be a perfect meme. Then I'll sit yeah. there for five minutes just thinking right? of something you could put on top of that picture. And people don't realize, like, it, I, I would honestly say making memes has made me such a sharper observer. Yeah, just to not, not Just to not even, I guess, trailers or movies, but just, like, my surroundings. Like, I don't know if you saw the other day when I was at Target, there was a Old Spice body wash picture I posted and made a meme about it of Nomad and Captain, which isn't <laughs> related to in Infinity War, but the fact that they have body wash with those titles, it's like, I really would have never picked up on that had I not been in this, this part of social media. Especially because like, you get to the point where you have almost 60,000 followers, right? Somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. And you get to a point where everyone's looking to you to brighten their day just a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so you get to that point where you realize that and you're looking around and, and you start noticing things a little bit more sharply. Yeah, and it's like it's funny you say that because it's, it's the freaking Uncle Ben Spider-Man quote with great power comes great responsibility and it's i don't think we even fully realize sometimes how much influence and stuff we have when it comes to to that part you know it's like we reach a lot of people on a weekly basis yeah I, um, i'm a smaller instagram i have 2,000 followers so i never really thought of myself as an influencer until yeah. one day like a few weeks ago a guy commented under my picture and i commented back and i was like yeah man i'm glad you agree or something like that and he was like mm -hmm. oh my gosh you just replied replied to me and yeah. I sat there looking at that, and I was like, "What does that mean?" And I realized yeah. that I realized that that guy actually was kind of looks up to me in yeah. a way that I never thought that my account ever had influence on. I'm a fan of your account, man, and it's it's cool to you know experience that. It, like it's it's a really I guess in a lot of ways humbling feeling, and you know of course you have people who sort of take advantage of it for the wrong reasons, but you yeah. know that's where. I guess it comes down to why superheroes are so cool. It's like when you have powers and abilities and influence, you know, how are you going to really use it? Um, like recently people have been started because of my love for BVS. And I guess this is a good segue <laughs> to talk about BVS. But because of my love of BVS and Zach and just how much I sort of celebrate both of those things in my content, people have started to paint me out as sort of this asshole. And it's like, how am I an asshole for just talking about things that I really love? How does that make me an asshole? Just because you don't like it, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I completely agree. It's people will take opinions way too far, and that is a great segue into BVS. And <laughs> you have become known, and I guess I even I bring that up with talking about BVS in this podcast. But yeah. you become known as the perpetrator, I guess, of BVS, <laughs> the, insti I'm, I'm, the instigator. Yeah, and the the, the great divider of uh, the nerdy accounts on Instagram. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. There's so everyone follows you, even if they love you or hate you. Just like Zack Snyder, you know. <laughs> like I always, I tell um, World of Flash and the super, the super nerd. Whenever we're playing Fortnite and stuff, we're talking about nerd accounts and stuff. I always like the the Zack Snyder of Instagram, the nice cast, and and I get everyone knows like you are the person who loves that movie, and I think that's a really honest feeling, and that's why I really love your account is that you're Thanks. completely honest and open to everything that you post. Yeah. And you know, the crazy part is like people tell me BVS is trash all the time and going through some of the comments, they can get incredibly hurtful and stuff. But, you know, I've never actually forced BVS on anybody in the sense that if somebody tells me they hate it, I'm never like, no, you have to love this movie or no, you're wrong about this movie. I totally get every single criticism people have of BVS. Uh, I think the fact that I'll continue to post about it because I love it may rub some people the wrong way. But you know, I guess, you know, because I post about it so much and post about Zach so much, it can kind of be like I'm force feeding it down certain people's throats. But, you know, like what you like, don't like what you don't like. It's it's very simple. Yeah, and that's a good point. And you made a post and that was the post about um, how Luke and did you say did, I think it was Bruce you were comparing him yeah. to? Yeah. Luke and, and The Bruce. Last Jedi? And that really made me think about the two movies and the similarities that they actually have and how both of them are divided whether between critics and audiences, whether it's critics hate it, audience yep. love it, audiences hate it, critics love it. It's all the same thing. And see, that's my issue is like I love The Last Jedi, um, you know, and here's the funny part, Cole, I'm going to tell you. I saw mm-hmm. it once in theaters, right? And yeah. then time passed before it came out on digital and I got it on iTunes. And during that time, I was just sort of soaking in what everyone was saying about The Last Jedi. And mm-hmm. it just felt like I was getting – I was the information I was, you know, kind of being fed about it was just all negative about how it's this colossal disappointment. They ruined uh, everyone's childhood. Luke Skywalker was trash, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. It started to sort of steer my opinion. And I started to really think, like, holy hell, what if The Last Jedi really wasn't as good as I thought? But when I watched it on iTunes, uh, when it came out on digital, I was still really impressed with what The Last Jedi did. I think that's not an easy direction to go. Like You can be controversial for controversial sake, and I guess to many people that's what The Last Jedi was trying to be. But for me, it all felt like a, a natural evolution of what star wars is especially like when game of thrones comes out and and people sort of flock to it for some of its deeper meanings and things of that nature um it was it only made sense for star wars and as big as star wars is to make that evolution as well yeah that it really is the evolution of characters when kylo ren says in the movie um let the past die kill it if you have to that's exactly what both batman v superman and the last jedi did with um luke and superman they were, both of these characters are characters that everyone looks up to and has always seen as bright characters. And both of the movies took them, and they and it just said, what if these characters were a little bit darker than you mm-hmm. originally thought? And I guess that ruins people's childhoods. I I never understood the argument of that. Luke's I don't understand it meme, either. So like, it, it makes sense. He it's full of regret, and that's yeah. where. It makes him a human character that each movie does well with. Um, Batman, full of regret of Jason Todd's death. Or Superman, full of regret of destroying an entire city. Luke's full of regret by trying to kill his nephew. Everybody 
is a human character and that we all make mistakes. Yeah. And that's really where these and I guess people don't like their heroes making mistakes, but it is a realistic take on what Very. they're doing. Yeah. And I'm happy you use the word realistic because one thing that, you know, as I'm getting older, I, I really find sort of <laughs> to plug BVS a, a beautiful lie about life is that <laughs> Everything is always going to be happy or everything is always going to work out the way you want or this idea of sort of like perfection that all of us chase. Uh, you know, as you experience certain things in life, life is not a pretty thing all the time. Yeah. Uh, life really throws a lot of crazy, unfortunate, harmful, traumatic, et cetera, circumstances your way and they change you as a person. Um and that's what really made me love Ben Affleck so much in, in, in Batman v Superman. Uh, and, you know, he was actually, even after all the hate it got, he was so, sort of the, the positive thing that people were saying about it, the one positive takeaway they had. But seeing Luke in that position as well, it's, like I said, life throws traumatic things your way. Uh, and you, how you react to that, like, who are we to judge how someone's going to react to that just because they were a certain way before I'm nowhere close to who I was even last year. I'm nowhere who, who I was at the beginning of this year. So within four months, you can think about it over however many years of of this particular individual's life. Like, how are we going to say that this person is not who he is? Yeah. The last Jedi takes place, I think 30 something years after the Return years. of the Jedi, and people think yeah. that Luke's going to be the exact same character. If you had that yes. expectation, then there's something wrong with and the what way makes, you think of ups- life. And what upsets me is that you should want more. Yes. From from the characters you love, instead of just the same old rehash stories, you should want more. You like you should want deeper exploration of of the characters you love. And that's sort of my issue with the MCU is like when people when the MCU sort of puts anything out and people just unanimously flock to it and love it, it's like shouldn't you want more of like diversity within these stories? Like do we really have to have a, a checklist approach to movies? Yeah. Yeah, I can I completely get that. Well, I absolutely love the MCU. I think that a lot of the characters don't change enough. I think yeah. that the only character that's had a true, complete evolution in this chapter of the MCU from 2008 to 2018 is Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Because yeah, and that's from, probably because we've seen him so much. Yeah, because when, when you watch the first Iron Man, I don't know if you've come back, went back and watched that. but I was planning to do that this weekend, actually. Yeah, I, I, that's what I did this weekend, is I went back and watched it, and I was watching it, and I was like, wow, he is a complete completely different character over the 10 years that the mcu takes place how does and, it hold up to you um the cg well? isn't the best i okay. think that they should go back and change the cg if they're going to do a 4k release or something like that but yeah. it, it holds up as a really good superhero movie nice yeah i'm excited to like dig into it again and, and sort of try to go back and because <laughs> there was no instagram around that time to kind of yeah. see if 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 this movie came out today what would we what would we be posting about it it's a darker mcu movie in that yeah. fact yo but, you know what's also the w- recently i saw the incredible hulk that's mm, a dark movie it it really is i mean he jumps out of plane <laughs> and it's it's kind of amazing yeah it's the mcu was a very different beast from 2008 than 2018 and see just between those two movies, right? And um, somebody on Instagram, I can't remember the account name, so please forgive me. Otherwise, I would I would have referenced you. But yeah. somebody made a post about um, the what do you call it? The box office mm. uh, 
of all the MCU movies. And The Incredible Hulk didn't make a lot of money. So I feel like they saw that maybe and were like, okay, well, this isn't clear, clearly what people are looking for. But that's exactly what I would be looking for. Like Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk, they feel like they're a part of this cinematic universe, but they all have, they each have their distinct feel, right? Yeah, each um, one. Each one. And that's what the MCU is missing to me. Yeah, and if you watch all of Phase 1 from Thor, which I still think is one of the best superhero movies ever, I absolutely love that movie, and I know that's mm. a very weird opinion. But that's no, not the, at all. It's the first I'm gonna MCU check that movie out. I also saw. This that's, yeah. a, that's a darker movie, too. The ending of that movie is a dark ending, and mm. the, of, the Avengers retcons that ending, but it's still a dark ending. And um, even the first Avenger, that... It, the last line of that, um, when he's like, Nick Fury asks Cap, um, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I was just, I had to date, or I had to dance, something like that. Yeah. That yeah, hurts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the MCU hasn't really been doing that. Even with Thor Ragnarok, which mm-hmm. I'm an avid, I don't like that movie. With um, They killed the Warriors 3, which are my favorite Thor bo- characters in both of the Thor movies. And they did it in less than a minute. They didn't say a yeah. word. And they were main they were main characters in the first Thor, and then they completely wiped them away. And I, it's stuff like that that I can't stand in the MCU now, and that's why I'm still a little bit worried that Infinity War is gonna have too much humor for me because mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok was the line that yeah. you can't have that much humor in a Ragnarok. And you know the problem with that, and I guess, see, this is like sort of a slippery slope because you can't necessarily blame. Marvel Studios, but in this weird, unintentional consequences type of way, you can. It just sets a bad precedent for, I think, the entire genre because people look, that becomes the standard, right? So when anytime anything deviates from that standard, it automatically gets written off, in my opinion, at least. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that happened to something like Man of Steel and Mm -hmm. BVS. Um, BVS ends the same way as The Last Jedi does with um, Luke's death and Superman's death. And yeah. people also scream, you ruined my childhood, you killed Superman, you killed Luke. And or that course, it wasn't earned. Yeah, it wasn't earned. And I, I don't know, if you watch Man of Steel, it's a pretty earned death if you watch them back to back. Yeah. And same with Luke. It, like, it, I think he earned his death in that movie. He was not in a good place, and he wasn't young enough to keep fighting. So the best thing he could do is be like Luke, or be like Yoda, in the same way that... If you watch the original trilogy of the Star Wars movies, Yoda doesn't earn his death, but he yeah. dies and becomes a Force ghost, and that's what they're doing with Luke. It also, like Zach said this on one of like one of his few uh, interviews on YouTube. Um, yeah. I think it was by Collider. If anybody wants to check it out, but they well, basically what? ask him about how how do you how do you go about killing Superman um, yeah. in BVS, and he said, you know. The the rationale behind doing that is that you want to make Superman sort of as human as you possibly can. And what's more human than, you know, confronting your mortality? Because we all are going to go one day, right? Uh, and if you go back and look at Man of Steel and BVS, and obviously this wasn't fully even materialized in Justice League, but both of those movies are giving you a, a, a human Superman. Or, you know, how do you make someone like Superman and make him relatable, and from that context, you know, him his death was like you said, totally earned. 
especially when you have Jonathan Kent in the first movie, he has the best quotes out of all the DCEU. Yeah. And he looks at his son, and, and his son's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. I'm completely different than everyone. And he's like, you're going to have to make the decision. He, It's kind of like the Ben Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. You're going to have to make the decision to save everyone at some point in time. And then yeah. Jonathan Kent goes and saves his dog, which, okay, cool. I didn't love that death, but that's here nor there. And yeah. he, Superman goes and does what his father told him to do, which is go and save everyone, and that's what he mm. does. He earns his death by yeah. looking around at the people that were his enemies. Batman is his enemy in that movie, and he still looks around and says, I'm going to save both of you. I'm going to save mankind, even though you guys treated me horribly. Also, with like you know, Pa Kent's death in, in Man of Steel, when he goes to save him and he kind of stops him, it's yeah. like he wants Clark to make that choice of I don't want to save you because I feel like I have to yes. in front of all these people. He wants Clark to be the one to make that choice of if you are going to be this figure, it should come from you. Um, and that ties back to something I was thinking about earlier, sort of randomly, is when you know it's because I've been thinking about the original Spider-Man and how that is actually to me a, a kind of a dark movie. So I was thinking about that one part in Man of Steel where, uh, you know, young Clark is asking Jonathan, "Was I just supposed to let them die?" And he very straightforward says, "Maybe." Um, yeah. yeah. Like when you maybe. when when you think about that line, that's a really powerful and practical line. In my opinion, at least, like if you just initially hear it, you're like, hold the fuck up. How can anyone say that? Like, how are you saying you want someone who can save people to just let them die? Mm -hmm. uh, but when you actually dig into the context of within the story and why uh, someone like a figure is, as Jonathan Kent is in Clark's life would say that, you know, that's a powerful, powerful scene. Yeah. And I think that it's just a powerful influencer of movies just like you're the powerful influencer of Zack Snyder's fan base on Instagram and Vero and mm. speaking of Vero I think it's about time to end it up I hope that I can have you on again yeah we can, absolutely. we can continue this conversation or we can talk about something else whatever you want absolutely yeah whenever man you and hit me up whenever you're ready yeah Keith where can the people find you uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at the NiceCast and also on Vero at the NiceCast. I post uh, original stuff daily and I'm pretty active uh, in the comments. And I have a whole bunch of DMs I got to catch up. I got to do a better <laughs> job with that. But yeah, man, hit me up on Instagram. I will at put the NiceCast. I will put the links to all of your stuff below. And you guys can find me at Geek Center and Geek Center Pod on Instagram and Twitter at the Cool Garner on Instagram and Twitter and you can find me at Geek Center on Vero. Keith, thank you so much for coming on today. It was really an cool, honor to record Thanks again for having me. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Likewise, man. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye.